After Helene's death, two years ago, she had stayed on as a companion to Ola. She was thin, flat-chested, and grim-faced. But behind the dragon exterior was the kindest heart in the world. When you leave this house, she had told Ola, you must take me with you, because if I stay here, I'll shoot that man. Greta never minced words. But of course you'll come with me, Ola said. I couldn't do without you. I just wish I knew where I was going. She sighed wistfully. If Papa hadn't become ill, we would have been on our way to London about now, to see Queen Victoria's Golden Jubilee celebrations. How they had planned and schemed for that visit. Living in the Highlands, Ola had seen nothing of society and had almost no excitement in her life. But Papa had promised her that they would stay at least two weeks in town and enjoy all the parades and processions. How sad he had been to disappoint her when his last illness had overtaken him. But he had insisted that he would recover in time for at least some of the festivities. He had even refused to cancel their hotel reservation, fearful of losing the suite of rooms that he had booked since London was fast filling up with visitors from all over the world. Keep the reservation open, my dear, he had told Ola, and we will be there. But it was not to be. On his deathbed, he had said to her, My darling, I want you to go to London, as we planned. Oh no, Papa, how could I think of enjoying myself? But it's what I want. You've had so little fun shot away up here. You're twenty-four. You should have gone into society years ago. But circumstances conspired against it. We meant to take you to London to make your debut. But then your mother became ill. Her death finished my own life. I couldn't ever rouse myself from my grief to make the effort until this year. And then it was too late. I regret my selfishness now. Please, Papa, it doesn't matter. But it does. You have your life to live, and it isn't too late. You're beautiful, and you'll have money. Go and enjoy yourself, as we planned. Do all the things we meant to do together, and remember me. She had wept, but he demanded her promise, finally saying, Obey me, daughter. It was the first time her kindly father had demanded unquestioning obedience, and she could not refuse. But now the time had come. How could she do such a thing while she was in mourning? Greta knew about the promise her father had exacted. Now Ola said to her, Do you think I could really do that? The chief was a wise man, and he knew what was good for you. Of course you must go. At first, Ola put off making her decision, but Jonas had already moved his family into her home, and she was beginning to feel squeezed out. The newspapers were full of reports of the Jubilee as the excitement mounted. It seemed incredible that one little woman had reigned over England for fifty years. She had ascended the throne as a young girl in 1837, when she was only eighteen years old and within three years had married Prince Albert from Saxe-Coburg-Gotha. 
It had always caused Ola's mother great pleasure to think that the royal consort was a kinsman from her own little country. The queen had borne nine children, gone into seclusion when her husband died in 1861, and emerged only with reluctance ten years later. During her reign, her empire had expanded over most of the globe. She was not only Queen of Great Britain, but Empress of India. Now it seemed as though the entire world was converging on London to pay tribute to her, and Ola longed to be there, just as her loving father had understood. That was why he had insisted. A secret excitement was growing in Ola. If only she dared! Suddenly, she jumped up and went to the window. She was looking at a view she had seen a thousand times, and which never really changed. I'm getting older. At twenty-four I'm practically an old maid, and I have really done very little in my...